Alright, hey gang, welcome to another episode of Trollway CrossFit Barbells and Bullshit. Um, we're going to stick with this name, hopefully we can get it changed on the title. Um, for you guys, you're finding it under the Trollway Update Show, but yeah, until we can get somebody to prove it, this is where we're at. It's a PG name, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, same hosts are here as the last time. Um, I'm Jamie, I'm joined by Kale and Alex. What's up? Hey, hey. All right. Um, this week, we're going to talk about nutrition. A um, couple of reasons why we're going to talk about nutrition. One, it is very essential. It's really hard to reach the goals you want in the gym if you're not following, I don't want to say a nutrition program, but at least following good tenets of nutrition, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. But... If you really, really want to see huge results, you got to be on it. And we're going to kind of talk about things in relationship or related to that tonight. Um, we're going to talk about um, some best practices. If it, I mean, if there are some that work good for you, great. If they don't, pass them on and find something that does work for you because that's kind of how nutrition works. Something you can get on stick to it's just like your workout regimen something you enjoy something you can stick to something that if it's more work than it needs to be you're not going to stick to it so it needs to be something you can accept yeah need a good relationship with good food right yeah and honestly good food tastes good so if you can find that for, <laughs> for some people as long all as you think, can cook yeah all they can think of when they think of a nutrition program is you're gonna make me eat rice, chicken, and broccoli every day, aren't you? No, I can't eat rice, chicken, and broccoli. Actually, I hate all three of those things. So it doesn't work for me to do that. And I'm assuming it doesn't work for everybody to do that. Mm -hmm. So where are we going, guys? It's your chance to talk. I don't care. What do you, want to go? What do you got over there? You got whole, I whole got notes and stuff. I wrote pages. notes. Well, I guess basically to start, I would think talking about the simplicity of eating right is calories in versus calories out, right? Like if you're trying yeah. to lose a little bit of weight, you got to eat less calories than your body expends on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, that's based on your activity level, your current body weight, and your current um, body physique, essentially. What? 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 That's completely independent of CrossFit or whatever you do for a workout. If you eat less than you expend, you'll lose weight. My own. <laughs> right. I know, and I know we're making fun of this, but it, everybody at any point is going to try to make nutrition more technical than it needs to be. But honestly, it does boil down to that. Exactly what Alex said. Eat less than you expend, you're going to lose weight. Eat more than you expend, you're going to gain weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like the complex side of that is how much less to eat to make sure that you're maintaining muscle if that's your goal or and burning body fat or putting yeah. muscle on you know you don't want to eat in too much of a deficit because then you're hungry right there's like the overall gain or lose weight and then there's the what kind of gain is it what kind of lose is it like yeah. right. well, you know where are you going with that you cut it too much you start getting a little bit uh you more have a tendency to like cave and crash out of it really fast you know you got to find something that's sustainable still meet your needs based on your activity and mm -hmm. so what we've pointed out is if you want to lose weight eat less than you expend find something that you can sustain 
And then if you want to make sure you're hitting all your other vitamin and nutrient markers, make sure the foods that you're eating are nutrient dense. How do you do that? Weird. Weird. Um, It is that simple. And I know we're making fun of this. None of us are stellar poster childs on this at any given point in time. We know that, though. Mm -hmm. We've accepted that. (laughs) You know, and then... That's a little bit of it. I mean, um, we always make the joke, I work out this hard so I can eat what I want to eat. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it is, it, for sometimes it's a thing. You can't ever out completely exercise your diet, but at the same time, you can find an area where um, you're happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you're not, or you want to see something else, then that's where we have to jump in and go, hey, maybe we have to tweak something else. Um, Ah, shit. Uh, UFC fighter. Um, St. Pierre. GSP? Yeah, GSP. Grew up really poor. Um, McDonald's for his family was essentially a delicacy. It was a treat. It was something they never had because they were that poor, and McDonald's was, for him at that time, and guaranteed I'm aging myself because we're old, (laughs) but at the same time, I mean, mean, it was up and coming, it was something new, it was something bright, it was shiny, and that was what they eventually could kind of afford once in a while. When he was fighting the UFC, and you look at him, and he's like 7% body fat, even on his heaviest day, you know, his most high body fat was about probably 7 to 9%. Um... He ate McDonald's at least three to five times a week. Mm-hmm. Now, how did he get away with that? He figured it into everything else he was eating and balanced out, and he was still be able to do that. What I yeah. didn't say is he ate McDonald's seven days a week, three meals a day, and still looked like that. And it's didn't work out. Uh-huh. And didn't work out. It's not a thing. Yeah, right. You so, see a lot of like NBA guys doing that. Like they can afford, you know, it's like, oh, it's like, the way to put it is like they can afford to eat it almost, right? Like they're burning so many calories that at that point, the whether it's a good calorie or bad calorie for them is almost irrelevant because they're just burning so many calories. And the same right. thing with GSP, right? Wrestling and doing all the UFC training and everything. He's essentially burning so many calories that McDonald's isn't going to affect his overall. But on the other side of it, it's not that it didn't affect the overall. He accounted for it. Yes, true. So it's like, yes, and that's the same thing with the NBA players. Yeah, you see the pictures of them, or you see the videos of them, or you see them hanging out at the club and drinking the Cristal and all that other crap. That's not every day. They they wouldn't be able to survive at the level they're at and be able to do that every day. It isn't the 70s. It isn't the 80s. You know, the pro athlete, honestly, I mean, can't live like that anymore. If they did, you know, Tom Brady wouldn't still be playing. There's no way. You know, these people have to have a really good regimen in place. And for some of them, it's like a religious regimen. It's like, you know, I will a lot for that after games, but everything outside of that, I'm on this path, and it's got to be this way. Yeah. Other ones are like a little bit looser, but also don't do that party. You know, yeah, I give myself a little bit of allowances here and there. I work out to the point where my allowances are covered but i also don't party you know it i, I know those are two kind of crazy examples too we derailed only because, a little bit on this yeah. because uh, yeah 
That's just two crazy examples, too, in the fact that they have enough money to hire someone that can cook every meal. Yeah. They, <laughs> you they know, every, every meal is exactly what it is. They can hire someone to slap out of their face. They can hire yeah. someone to tell them what they're going to eat. But they're but also... If you, if you take it for what it is at face value, there's, there's a lesson to be learned from it there. They're also or, at a level where they're expending way more calories than the average Joe or Jane is going to expend. Yeah. You know, right. in a week, and they're expending it in two days. Yep. So for the rest of us, we kind of have to be a little more conscious. Yeah. No McDonald's every day. Shoot. Yeah, Shoot. sorry, man. <laughs> Damn hash browns. <laughs> so we talked about that, you know, you have to expend more than you eat if you're trying to lose weight. Or you have to at least have like a net negative gain. And you can accomplish that either just by nutrition or you can accomplish that by nutrition coupled with workout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do I know how many calories that my body is burning on an everyday basis? Well, there's a few ways to figure out. One's really long and hard and you have to do a lot of math. Or mm-hmm. you can step on the in body and it'll tell you what your basal metabolic rate is. And your basal metabolic rate is the base level of calories it takes for you to stay alive be awake and conscious but not thinking or looking at anything (laughs) i know it sounds nuts but that i don't know how they figured that but that's what your basal metabolic rate that's what it is to keep you alive and then everything that you do beyond that get up and walk get up and work out get up and eat changes you know what your body needs or is taking in Bunch of crazy numbers, a little bit of math gets you a number that you need, right? That's right. basically where we're at. We got activity level, which is like a multiplier for your BMR, and here you are. That'll get you the number you need. Now, for people that might not have that option, body weight times, what was on that sheet? It was like 10 to 12 is usually a good, like for a moderately Dude, I low. Even, I yeah. think if I remember reading correctly, 10 it's like, if you're looking it's like 12, to, 12 to 18, depending on kind of your where you're at with your, your what you want to do if you want to gain or lose weight. Yep. But you should really step on the in body instead. That'd be a lot more accurate. Yeah, I mean, you can figure out your basal metabolic rate or what you should be taking in calories. Um, I mean, there's a plethora of information on the internet for this stuff. I mean, we can also go nowadays, you can just get some sort of device. Right. Yeah, and you watches. Get an app or you can get a watch. Or I mean, most of us nowadays have an Apple Watch or some sort of watch or have their phone in their pocket yeah. 90% of the time, which is, yeah. a, I mean, it's not perfect, but. And for a cost effective way to get you there, like we're not going through and having these blood work done and all this stuff to figure out the exact right. amount of protein. It'll get you, it'll get you close for what we're get trying you to do. Definitely close to what you need. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not anti blood work. I mean, I'm going to jump on that for just a second. Um, if you have like health history that says you know you might be you might have these issues come up because people in your family has fine get blood work done i mean a lot of places will let you do preemptive blood work to find out where you're at on some things for some people it's going to be a great thing honestly for most people unless you're showing any signs of anything it still boils down to calories in calories out and you know there's every diet on the planet. You can do keto. You can do, you know, the caveman diet. You can do the Mediterranean diet. You can do, honestly, I mean, the thing that most of them have in common 
is if you're eating whole foods, like real foods, stuff that didn't come out of a box and is full of chemicals and fillers, and you're staying within a calorie range that will sustain your activity level, if you're going to work out or not work out, it still sustains that level and doesn't add extra weight if that isn't your goal, or it does add extra weight if it's at your goal, you know, I mean, that's kind of what we're shooting for, and I know it gets overcomplicated all the time. I fall into that trap a lot of times when I'm talking to people because, you know, I've read way too many articles on this and way too many directions, but it really does come down to the simple opening statement we had. Mm-hmm. You know, take in less calories than you expend, and to get there, either get there by diet or a combination of diet and exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, with that being said, what are ways we can get there through, you know, what we have going on or how can we affect people or how can, you know, what do we tell people when they ask us this question? Because you can sit there and go my route, which I always fail on. I always go the professor route and give them mm-hmm. way more information. It's like, Overload. Hey, sit down. I'm about to open a fire hose on you. <laughs> Let's go. Mm-hmm. You know. I think, I think a good way just to start with your whole kind of nutrition journey is to just initially start with some sort of journaling, right? Like it doesn't, you don't even have to even start with a diet, but you just have to get some sense of what you're eating, how many calories are you eating on your average day, week, right? Get some sort of baseline starting point to understand where to, where you're actually starting from, right? Cause you can just plug in your weight into an app and it'll spit out like, oh, you, you want to lose 10 pounds? Great. It's um, 2,300 calories for you today. You're like, 2,300 calories of what? Yeah, where, I'm like, where is that number coming yeah. from? How is that app doing it? Like, are you normally eating 3,000 calories and now you're, you know, or whatever? Like, you just got to kind of know at least some sort of starting point. And then it honestly, like we were talking about this kind of earlier, but you write everything down and then you, it's very sometimes eye-opening. You can see like, oh. I didn't realize it, but I have six donuts in a week because I have one every day. Or, you know, like the coffee creamer example. I put four little cups of coffee or creamer in every one of my coffees. I don't put any sugar in my coffee, but, oh, by the way, there's a quarter cup of cream in it. Yeah. I don't know why. You'll find, I think, a lot of us, even if we're on a diet, we'll find that there's something that you're like, oh. And when you're doing this journal... um, no one's going to judge you for what you did on it. I can guarantee no. you if I turn, I could go back and pull some journals that would make you blush, you know, of what I've done on that thing. And it's like, you know, it is what it is. If I, mean, I don't log it, it doesn't count. That's a, yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't need that. You have, you have to log it and it doesn't matter what it is. And I don't really give a shit what you put on your log. If you're handing a log to me and go, Hey, what do you think? You know, I'm going to look at <laughs> I'm gonna was this the truth or was this not the truth? That's what we're yeah, going to think. And honestly, I really, yeah, I don't care. Or anybody's going to think. It's when you're first starting out with a journal, it's not about what you're What's trying to it? hide, it's what you're trying to find. Yeah. Right. Um, so write down everything. If it crosses your lips, throw it on there. Nobody really cares what you write because honestly, if it was perfect, you wouldn't be trying to figure out why you're trying to gain or lose weight from that, anyways. And I feel like a lot of the stuff, too, you know, when people, you know, have something or like cave and eat something that they know they shouldn't it's like had a super stressed out day at work came home all i want to do is eat some ice cream had a bowl of ice cream okay honesty stress eating for something let's find a healthier alternative for that right 
the same thing, curve the sweet tooth appeal, but like right. substitute it out. Just having that open part of it is just a good way to work through. On the other like side that. of it, and I mean, this can be a double edged double edged sword. Don't beat yourself up if you right. have that day. Yeah. I mean, if you've never had that day, I don't believe you. Yeah. I mean, I really don't. I mean, every one of us has had that day where it's like, you know, I couldn't get home fast enough to crack that beer or crack open that chocolate mousse. You know, whatever. <laughs> you know, it, there are times, and it's like, you just got to do what you got to do for you sometimes. Be honest about it. We can figure out a solution later, but the bigger issue is why. You know, and if that is a thing and it's going to happen often, well, then, yeah, we need to find something that'll equate to that, mm-hmm. you know, that'll like defer. So it's not always, yeah, I had the most horrible week. So I cracked open a 12 pack of pizzas and I had seven of them. Okay. <laughs> There's no workout that's going to cure that. Yeah. So we have to figure something else out. But. Be honest about it. it. It happens to every one of us, and everything happens to every one of us. I mean, mm-hmm. while everyone sits in their own head and thinks, I'm an island, this is only happening to me, no, there's somebody else. I mean, as much as I like to say we're all unique snowflakes, we're not. You know, somebody's going through something similar or enough they can relate, and we can, you know, find some common ground and figure yeah. something out. Well, it's kind of like that wormhole that we were talking about going down a little bit before. It's like, okay. Stuff like that happens, but we don't want to make it like a routine habit to right. dive into something like that. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you start setting that justification for yourself. Your like body will start to subconsciously start looking for reasons to get stressed out. So I can have that ice cream or whatever. And that's part of where I said it was a double-edged sword. Yes, you know, do it, enjoy it, address it, identify it. You know what happened. You know where it came from. All right, let's try to fix that for future. But don't give yourself an excuse for it every time. It's like, oh, the wind was blowing from the west today. I must eat a quart of chocolate ice cream. (laughs) Oh, now it's blowing from the east. I must eat vanilla. Mm. No, I mean, it can't be that way all the time. But don't beat yourself up. You don't want an unhealthy relationship with your food. But at the same time, you need to understand the stressors and why it's happening and how we can adjust fire down the road. Mm Mm-hmm. And avoid stressors. Like if you know something's going to stress you out and push you to that limit. There's ways to get around it, you know, things like that. Sometimes you won't be able to avoid the stressors that's going to push you down the road. But there's also times I think that you can, (laughs) right? Like there's there's just situations that you know like hanging out with us. Or kale. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, like <laughs> you don't always have to hang out with those friends that want to go drink thirty beers. No, yes. What'd you, you point know. at me for? <laughs> I did. I pointed at the fridge. You pointed at the beer fridge yeah. that you're reaching into. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. All right, so we got calories in, calories out. We got journal. We really haven't gotten any fire. We got journal. Journal. So now, what's our next step, right? Like, if I'm going down this journey, I'm doing it kind of on my own. Let's say just just really entry level. I'm on my own. I so journaled everything. In, I figured out. I kind of figured out. I got calories. how many calories I got every day, right? Like an average. Okay, I've realized calories in, calories out. I gotta go somewhere. Let's say I'm trying to lose some weight. I gotta go somewhere less than that. Right. So yeah. now, what's my next move? Well, start looking at the things that your big ticket items, the things that are giving you a bunch of calories but not a bunch of payout. What do you mean by payout? So. 
payout. Like quality in terms quality, of so nutrient dense. It's sure. gonna fill you. Like a bag of chips is gonna taste delicious. Mm-hmm. But it's not gonna fill you. Four hours later you could eat another bag of chips. You know, but if That's you impressive. Had... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, I get what you mean though. What macronutrient tends to do that for most people? Which uh, I guess I spaced for a minute. Sorry. Okay. I tends guess to fill you up quicker. Oh, or quickest. Um, fiber mixed with protein and fat will fill you big time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so lean meat with something fibrous like, oh, broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I already hated broccoli, but find a green vegetable, you know, and then a little bit of fat. And that honestly, in smaller quantities, will like fill you up and you'll be satiated. And part of filling you up is. Don't try to devour every meal. Actually enjoy what you're eating. Yeah, so I've heard that. It's like a big thing. that Find I think something I'm, that tastes good. I think Americans do that too. Like I've read or heard, well, like yeah, we always just crap. devour food so fast. And it's like we don't even give ourselves a chance to Beef really jerky, man. Digest the jawline is tough to chew, so it takes you a while to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, folks. That's your tip of the day. Beef jerky, Beef laffy jerky. taffy. Yeah. 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 No, um... Yeah, Americans actually have a horrible, you know. Here's know. a rabbit hole coming. I it was is, just going to say, coming. I could sense it. As soon as he says, you know, there's a rabbit hole. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. So people talk about, oh, I went to France, and it's like the, the meals took like two and a half hours, and it was 75 courses. It was probably only four or five courses spread out over that time. Yeah, and their courses. Yeah, and they're small courses. And you have a chance to talk and enjoy your food, and they taste delicious. And you spend the time talking, enjoying the people around you, if you have people around you. And it's like all of a sudden you don't realize two and a half hours passed, and you probably ate less than the average American slams in in their 15 minutes mm-hmm. between their next meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Uh, when Europeans tell us we're effed sometimes the way we work and the way we relax and the way we eat, it's not because they don't like Americans. They're just saying we're doing it wrong, and we kind of are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, to a certain extent, yeah. I mean, for a lot of things, with the food at least, we are doing it wrong. You know, We try to slave to our desk, or we slave to our job. And you, know, you really need that break stress-wise. You need to get away from your job. So sitting back, spending the time eating your meal... And I know it's tough to say to some people. I mean, I live in a household where um, some people get like three minutes to eat between their next meeting. So I understand the Mm -hmm. pace of it. You don't get to control all of it. Right. But the times that you do, you need to sit down. Take a breath. Don't eat at your desk. Don't eat in your car. Sit down and actually eat your meal. It's good for your, like, Mm -hmm. not only your mental health and stress, but, like, your body actually can absorb that so much better it's easier on your gut and if you slow it down you're actually not going to miss all of the markers your brain's going hey time out stop, stop. i was you just were full. Uh, yeah full. i was just gonna say oh, that never mind i've noticed like if <laughs> i try, try to catch to, you on the next one yeah. if i like purposely <laughs> eat slow i'll be like man i'm actually like kind of full now yeah and uh, normally it's like oh i'm already three quarters of the way through this whole pizza usually i can dust this whole thing yeah that's because i'm pounding it right and you're not even giving your body a chance to say Whoa, yeah. what's going on? Like like that sheet you handed that make sure you stop yourself at that 80% full mark. Yeah. yeah. Do you even know where that is? Yeah. <laughs> I think 9 out of 10 people do not know where that is. And, 
and that's uh, okay sometimes. Some of the stuff these guys are talking about, we had a pre-meeting before this about a nutrition challenge that's coming up in the gym. I, I can't believe I missed this Whoop. at the onset to this. So in November, what we are looking to do is, and it's not a challenge for prize, it's a challenge for you, and to see where you can get and where you can go. Um, we look around the gym and we watch what you guys are doing every day, and you guys are absolutely killing it. I mean, you are beating yourselves to death in the gym, and that's amazing and it's commendable. But sometimes, ourselves included, we do it ourselves. But we think all of us could be one step closer to our goals if we focused on honestly the primary cause of why we're in the gym is, you know, we're not where we want to be, you know, strength wise or physique wise, you know, plus or minus, it doesn't matter. And where that's going to come from, energy, physique, you know, strength is all going to come from your diet. Your fuel. I, I feel like the challenge itself kind of directly correlates with like the aspect of CrossFit and why the people at the gym do it, right? You're doing it with a group, but for yourself. Right. right? That's You're with a group because you want to work out with other people that are suffering with you and sharing in the same thing that you're going through. It's really hard to explain to somebody that doesn't understand. It's like, you wouldn't believe what we did today. And they've never been through it, so they don't understand. They don't even share that common ground with you. And the people around you mm -hmm. do. I mean, that's part of why the games are so exciting is because you can look at them and go, while I can't compete at their level, I have done that workout. Mm -hmm. right. And I know what that feels like. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're doing it 100 pounds heavier than I ever could dream of. Yep. You know, so you, that's, I mean, that's part of the appeal to the games is like, you know what they're doing. You know what it feels like. You know that time domain. You know that loading. And you're like, holy crap. <laughs> You know, yeah. I mean, a Monday night football game, I can't tell you what it feels like for Aaron Rodgers to drop back or how fast anybody is on the field. I've never played at that level. Right. I'm not even close. And now I haven't worked out at the same level as Matt Frazier or Tia Claire Tooney. But I know what that weight feels like. And I know what that workout feels like. And I can at least appreciate when it takes me 15 minutes to do what they can do in 3 minutes and 45 seconds. Sure, yeah. And you know... It's kind of funny because it all ties back into like they're the type A1 and they're with their nutrition, right? Like they're they're on a different level than we are, which is, you know, if you wanted to get there, we can get there. But like for 90% of the population, that's not that's not even name. realistic. <laughs> yeah, like we're, we're trying to get ready for beach season. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Right. So, I mean, they, they, it's doable and they do and they have to do it, right? Like yeah. that's not like a... Hey, I want to lose 10 pounds. Let's try something that's like, a, hey, if I want to win, I, I have to count everything. I have to measure everything. I have to know exactly where what's going in and what's coming. Like, you know, that's a whole different right. mathematic genius kind of but level. But at the that, base level, it's still the same thing. The foundation is exactly the same, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's where we talk about CrossFit's infinitely scalable. Mm -hmm. Whether you're talking about a weight or a gymnastic movement or, hey, guess what? Your nutritional program. It's yeah. infinitely scalable. We meet you where you're at. We work with what we got and try to achieve your goals by like navigating this like highway of crap that we all have to drive through. Mm -hmm. Can you yeah. probably drive through a lot of construction? Each day? <laughs> <laughs> we all do. We live we in all, right? yeah. <laughs> all right. So we had the journal. We had calories in, calories out, where we want to go. We had some foods that can help us stay full. 
We went down a little bit of a rabbit hole there. Yeah, well, that one, that one was a rabbit hole. You take you down every rabbit hole. Yeah. So. so I feel like we should touch on that a little so, bit more with like the macronutrients. Like what's, what's the primary, like the three primary categories of things that you're going to eat, right? And sure. Right? You got your proteins, you got your carbs, you got your fats. Yep. Right? That pretty much lumps everything in in one, right? And basically, the, your body type and your goals will directly correlate the percentages of each that you need each day to make up the amount of calories that you take in. Correct. Say it one more. Say it one more time. I love that he's taking the lead today. No, it's good. Tell you how much I love. I know. I was was a little. Say it again, though, slow, so people understand. Because I think this is actually really like, if you were to take nutrition for the average person and put it into like a three or whatever sentence, how many ever sentences that was, that's a very good way to like break it down in like a fifth grade level. No offense, but I'm saying that's can a good thing. Can you hit thing. the repeat button? I don't know if I can say it back exactly. The three, the three basic nutrients, right? So you're you going to eat your... proteins, yep. carbs, and fats. And based on your goals, it's going to correlate how much of each you're going to intake each day to make up your calories. Right, a percentage of each to make yes. up those calories that you are, your goal calories per day. What right. are that's a very simple breakdown yeah. of it. Just like you get like, you know, people get that 20,000 view, foot view right. of it. Like you're going to break down your you know, all those calories that you want, whether it's 3,000 or 2,000 per day, get broken down into a percentage of protein, proteins, protein of carbs, and a protein percentage of fats. And here's the cool thing about that. You get that figured out and you get it dialed in and you're doing it just perfect and you're like, it's not changing the way I, the way I want it to. Tweak it. Holy shit. We can change those numbers? Yeah. So we can borrow from one and give it to the other and still I think, make it under the calories? I think that's like the biggest... Um, not misconception, but something that people don't realize. It's like that numbers, those percentages, fat, uh, protein, and carbs is probably ever changing. Oh my god! It's not going to be the same. Change as your body changes. And yeah, it's not going to be the same year it's to year. Going, it might not even yeah. be the same like six months to six months. You know, like if your body's changing rapidly, we might need to slow some things down because it might not be sustainable. Or if it's not changing at all, then we can change things. But it's not this permanent. You know, this percentage, this percentage, this percentage, and all I need to do is work out less or work out more. Right. No, adjusted on the nutrition side, it's easier. Mm-hmm. You also have more instances a day to impact with nutrition than you do with workout. Yeah. For I mean, that's probably right there. What you just said is why it's so important. Six hours a day, but we do eat three to five times a day. That's why to the average person, that's probably so important, right? They always say, like, nutrition or diet is the one thing that 80 to 90% of people are missing. Yep. Because you do it three or four or five times a day, and you if it's wrong so every time... Then you're going to work out. Right. Because honestly, the workout's generally pre-programmed for most people. Yeah. You know, why is it working for one person and it's not working for another? It's not the workout. Right. I mean, I'm not... I mean, don't get me wrong. The workouts are important, and they're good for your bone health. It's good for your muscle health. It's good for your cardiovascular health. It's more like, why is one person seeing more results than the other person? Yep. It's going to keep you out of the nursing home. But at the same time, your workout isn't going to knock the weight off or it's not going to change your physique. It's going to make you stronger. It's going to make you be able to do things that you couldn't do before. But what's going to actually make the change is what you're doing more often, which is eating. Eating. You know, throw sleep and all that other stuff in later because that's a huge component also. But honestly, you're hitting the eating more often than you're hitting the workout. Not saying you're eating the same. You're not eating for an hour a day. Right. But at the no, same it's time, just the frequency. The yeah. frequency of interaction is more often than you're going to have with a workout each day. So where can you impart 
more change is what you're doing with the, your food. Mm-hmm. And it's the big. It's the biggest way. To, it's well. How do I say? It? It's the f- easiest way to get big changes, right? Like working out is hard, mm-hmm. and it, it takes a lot of working out to see changes. Right? Years, months of working Honestly, out. If you really want to lose weight, you could stop working out and still find a way exactly. to lose weight. Exactly. It still boils down to the initial opening statement is calories in, calories out. Right. You can boil that down without working out, and you can lose weight. Now your bone density isn't going to be there, your strength isn't going to be there, your cardiovascular isn't going to be there, but you will be able to lose weight or gain weight based off that equation. And the thing I think that kind of come full circle with all of it with CrossFit is we're trying to do the nutrition side, right? Get that, not as, I mean, not perfect because we're, we're not going to be, but like honed in for you and also work on our fitness levels, mm-hmm. right? Because we can all say like, yeah, it's great the, to, you know, eat really awesome. But like, like you said, if you can't do anything with the right. weight loss or being in, sh- in low weight, whatever you want to say it, well, Without being able to do anything, it doesn't really do you much good at that point. It doesn't do any good to be a 5% body fat if you can't pick up your car keys. Right, <laughs> right. right. That's where CrossFit, I think, gets, gets into the whole full circle of like the nutrition and the working out aspect of it is we're trying to make you the overall fittest that, that you, you can, can be, be. Yeah. right? Like that's the goal that we're all trying to yeah, reach and, by and, doing this. And that's all relative to what thing. you yourself is looking for, but what's great about that whole thing in general is just like as crazy and complicated as it sounds it's so easy to come up with a diet that is sustainable and suitable to you so it's easy to follow that's flexible enough for every once in a while when you you get a little bit off track to bounce back onto and it's still going to help you improve towards your goals whatever they may be you know that's just as easy as it gets and Mm -hmm. another thing um you'd be surprised how good your workouts feel if you're fueling right you know I hate, oh yeah for sure i, I mean, hate to use food as fuel because it doesn't equate exactly that same way but at the same time i don't I, i've been guilty of it i don't know how many workouts i've went into where my carbs were way too low and i get about two minutes into that and i'm like i got, I got nothing. nothing yeah there is i have nowhere to dig mm-hmm. i have nothing i can give you i'm gonna grunt this out as best i can and try to survive to the end and hope to god i don't die or it's the opposite where you had like, it's like the well, Big Mac from McDonald's and the fries and you go in and work out and you're like, I can't move because I'm just I'm, can't. There's like a I brick did. in my stomach. Yeah. yeah. There is just nothing going on because yeah. I can't even process what I've done to myself. Yeah. Yeah. When your I body th- can't process what you've done to it. I think that's a good stem into like the next part we should maybe talk, touch on just a little bit is maybe give a few good examples of those macronutrients. That's like a good healthy yeah, I think like whole the, food source to yeah go, the, to the have. sources of each yeah. pro like a, yeah like i a think that's fair and and a, and a i mean the easiest one to start is proteins right i mean that's yeah, the most well, well known like what are your good ones yeah. and you hear about it all the time you hear about it good you hear about it bad you hear that americans eat way too much protein we're not you know overeat all of our proteins but in all honesty 90 percent of everybody that's out there working out and eating unless they're on some sort of program already and somebody's already corralled them they're not getting enough protein to do what they want to do in their workouts. Not mm-hmm. saying that they're not eating enough protein for someone that's not doing anything, but to fuel their workouts, most people are not getting enough protein. No. And no. I want to start there because here's the thing about if you do not take in enough protein, 
every workout you do that's high in cardio or every time you go for a run or every time you do something that's not strength building, your body is going to reach for protein. And if it doesn't have it as a source like in the last hour and a half to three hours, it's going to grab it from somewhere. It wants it, it's going to grab it first, and the first place it's going to grab it from is your muscle fiber. Mm-hmm. So that is why you see these marathon marathon runners out there, and supposedly they're the epitome of health, but they can't deadlift their own body weight, and it's because they've spent so much time working on getting you know, in shape and not eating enough protein to sustain that, that they've actually cut all of their muscle mass. Yes, we can go in the argument of, you have to be lighter to be a runner. I can give you five examples of people who can deadlift 400 and they're placing in the top 80 people in the New York Marathon. So, right. No, that's not the answer. Mm-hmm. I think there's a different aspect. Of it. I, I could play devil's advocate. I won't, we won't dive too much into it. I think at a certain point, those guys too, like their body gets adapted and burns fats more than it does burn muscle. But you are right, though. For I mean, as a generalized, like those guys are not the people that are deadlifting 400 or 500 because yeah. of the simple fact that one, they don't need that muscle to run, but then two, they're burning it, they're burning their muscle while, for, running. while running, right? Like that's what their body's burning as fuel. All right, proteins, good ones, bad ones. I don't know. Is there bad ones? I I don't necessarily think there's there's bad ones, but I feel like. In general, to get close to your goals, you really would want to focus on stuff that you're eating. Like, yeah, you could drink six protein shakes a day and hit your protein goal, but, like, are you going to feel good? You're going to pee, like, every four minutes. Yeah. You're yeah. going to bloat. Yeah. You're going to bloat like a mother. I used to do that when I was in college. But I was trying to gain weight, but it was, like, drinking two or three a day. But you and were I was, trying to fit it in on top of other meals yes, on top of that. Right. So, yeah. But I noticed, like, especially if I go on and off of it, the first two weeks I go back on, Protein it's shakes like are I'm, not a meal replacement. Uh, no, no. I, what was that? Protein shakes are not a meal replacement. That's why they're called you mean a supplement. It? I mean it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, th- I just meant to say that isn't like I think people do think isn't that Isn't that sometimes. like the definition right? like, of like what a supplement is? It's just like it's just, supposed to supplement just to fill diet. a gap. Yeah. Like, yeah. Where like, holy crap, I'm eating everything I can. I still need to get more protein in. Oh, protein shake will get me a quick boost of protein to right. get me up to the numbers I need mm-hmm. to. It is not supposed to replace. It's not your dinner. It's, it's not, not your whole dinner, dinner right? It's, no, it's not a replacement for food. It is a supplement. That being said, stuff you should focus on eating: lean meats, fish, chicken, oh. turkey. Yeah, and I mean, chicken probably for most people is probably the easiest, mostly because it's relatively cheap in comparison to fish and beef. Versatile. Yeah, it's versatile. It doesn't taste like anything. It tastes like whatever you cooked it in. Yeah, seasonings whatever are your seasoning friend. Whatever seasoning you added to it, <laughs> it's pretty much the vanilla ice cream of meat. Sorry. No, <laughs> it's, it's a very I weird at the beginning. Protein's know, the like, easiest one to talk about. That's why I started I with it because it's good, there's not just a not a chicken fan. There's just not. I mean, not most of the people do know what the pro, what proteins are and where to get them. Yeah. It's just the fact that. There's a lot of factors that go into cooking and all this nutrition, all everything that plays into it, right? Yeah. But and in the amounts of protein that you're eating a meal, yeah. but the sources, I think most people understand where it's coming from. Are there ones better? Some could argue that yes. Some could argue that it doesn't really matter. All depends on. And what I'll sits apologize well ahead of time if you're a vegan or a vegetarian. We're not trying to single you out. I don't have a ton of experience there. 
I will tell you, it is going to be harder to get the numbers you want, but it is. It is doable. Yeah. It's doable for sure. For sure. It, and if you're, you're going to work hard, and most of the time, if you're already vegan, you know, you have a good idea. And if you are wanting to go vegan, we can definitely help you get there. It's not our expertise at the moment, moment. right? But we can, we'll we'll do everything we can if that's truly something that you're looking into to getting into. But for most of the people that aren't vegan or vegetarian, yeah, it's lean meat sources, you know, poultry, chicken, beef, fish. Um, One little side note to throw in there, though, to be careful with when you are preparing this food is the oils and stuff that you're cooking them in. I don't, I didn't want to open this can of worms, but I feel like it's no. But that kind of leads into the second. That kind of leads into. Yeah, yeah, well, we can we can go right into it because we've right. we've hit the protein pretty yeah. well. I think most people yeah. understand what it is that they're yeah. supposed to be eating as far as what type of protein. Um, mm-hmm. This was an eye opener for me. Oh, big time! I didn't think about this honestly. Fats, the you're olive t- oil talking fats or yeah. whatever I cooked my stuff in. That was an accessory. That was part of the pan. Right. You know, right. Like I don't it. count any of the sauces. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, like. <laughs> The butter that I cook it in, unless it's over a stick, I'm not counting it. Did right, I right. put half of a container? That's called that's called flavor. If I'm not intentionally adding it on top as yeah. I'm assembling it, it didn't count. Uh-huh. Holy cow, was I wrong? Yeah, it's not quite the, not quite the truth. No. unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, and that I mean, we're getting nitty gritty on that when you're talking about fats. And fats stuff are like also that. Nit- like it's hard. And fats are nitty gritty because. Yeah. You're gonna get a lot of fats from your from everything. protein source. Yeah, right. Yeah. Not as much your carb sources, but for the most part, you are gonna have some accessory fats in your protein sources. We were actually pre-meeting to this. We were talking about chicken breasts versus chicken thighs. Chicken breasts taste just like what you imagine a chicken breast tastes like. <laughs> Choose just the same way. Um, <laughs> Plain. <laughs> sorry. Um, chicken thighs, delicious, but you get roasted for the fat on chicken thighs. Yep. Yeah. They are delicious because they have more fat content. They, act, I mean, they have a little different nutrient profile than the breast does. But if you're like trying to track this stuff and account this stuff, it's not a one for one exchange. Mm-hmm. You know, the same way as if, oh yeah, I'm doing chicken thighs and I threw olive oil in the pan to start searing them. All right, now you got doubly smoked for fat you threw olive oil in the pan and you're doing a chicken thigh versus a chicken breast you know and we're not trying to make it nitpicky and it i mean it doesn't have to be hard if you account for all this stuff you know honestly when i cook i don't really add a separate fat to my plate because i know i'm always going to cook stuff right. in olive oil i guess that's and i know the cut of meat that i have is going to have a little bit of fat on it because otherwise why mm, otherwise there's no flavor <laughs> yeah but i guess that's kind of where we're trying to get to right with the topic of fats is I think you're not, you're, we're not saying that fat as, a, as part of your macronutrients is okay. I need to go out and eat the fat off a steak. Like yeah, that's right. not what we mean. You're going to get it from a lot of different sources. You just kind of have to be mindful of the amount that's in something, you yeah. know, like nuts is a great one. It's yeah, there's, sure. there's a lot of fats and nuts and you would be surprised. You'd be yeah right. You'd be surprised that you can't sit there and eat two handfuls of nuts. Like yeah, you, like it's just something that you need to be mindful of. Yeah, those ones sneak up on you for sure. Like, yeah, oh, the amount of calories per gram of fat. Avocado, um, delicious. Love it. The proportion yeah. that most of us eat avocado in blows our fat proportion for yeah. the whole day. Yeah. yeah. Other stuff too. I mean, like the natural fats that are in like your gallon of like whole milk or two percent milk or four percent cottage cheese and stuff like that too as 
far as that goes, I feel like that's a better source of fat than these lower fat alternatives that have like the added sugar. Added sugar, and then sugar. Sugar. Yep. Yep. So yeah, um, the reason why we always say when we're talking about this, we say whole foods. Um, if there are no additives in it, it's easier to control. If you're trying to, you know what's in it. Play with your <laughs> macros. You know what's in it. Beef. Okay. Right. This cut of beef has this amount of fat and this amount of not fat. All right, I can deal with that. Um, low fat, sugar free, blah blah blah, or no, low fat, blah blah blah. All of a sudden, now I have to become a chemist, and I have to start deciphering the label on the back of this thing. The, the eight os, the o, eight toses or yeah. oses as they call <laughs> yeah. them. To figure Fructose, out, glucose. okay, great. I don't have any fat in this, but I just absolutely detonated my carb side because uh -huh. instead of fat to make it taste good they added sugar and fillers so now between starch and sugar i have zero carbs left uh -huh. i mean you could yeah it's, it's t fat's a tough one because there's a lot of things out there that you can get really deep into there i know i mean i from personal experience there's a whole i've just listened to a few people talk about this whole thing of like the benefits of extra virgin olive oil versus regular and all this stuff. I'm like, you can dive really deep into like the fats you're getting into. Um, we're but I save. Yeah, like, no, I know. Oils uh, yeah. And fat thing I think it's just something that there's like. There's a whole list of like oils and fats that you have to be careful with because of how they're processed. Mm -hmm. right. I don't want to get too nuts on this because we could, I mean, yeah, I'm speaking, so rabbit hole coming. <laughs> No, but it's a hundred percent true though. Like there's you know, there's a lot of there's a list of a lot of rabbit holes in the fats category. Yeah, there's a list of oils that you should avoid, and it's not because they're fats. You're avoiding them because of their process, you know yep. how they're processed and how many toxins are in it and how much what government allows to be a level <laughs> of toxins you can safely handle. I mean, I don't know if that's something I really want my government deciding how many toxins I should safely handle. You know. Yeah. yeah. Rabbit hole. <laughs> well, no, and I wasn't trying to be No, 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 no. I'm saying that's I mean, definitely a rabbit hole that we Facebook could we right could now, easily go down. Camp Lejeune water, you're seeing burn pits overseas, you're seeing all this stuff that the government was okay with as long as it was in a certain situation. Yeah. Know? So I don't and want not, them yeah. being okay yeah. with my food on a daily basis in this certain situation. So yeah, if you pick your sources and you pick whole sources and you pick the right stuff, you know, the stuff that's on the better side of things, then you don't have to worry about what levels it passed. You just need to deal yeah. with it. You know, it's fine. Yeah. Carbs. Last carbs. one. Carbs. Carbs is, carbs is an easy slash hard one. Yeah. It's like a, Sne it's, it's, a it's sneaky, it's sneaky yeah. easy, but hard at the same time. Yeah. Cause carbs, carbs are, are the, everything. Right. Carbs yeah. is the easiest one to get. Yeah. Carbs and, and fats. We, and go carbs over are, and very, yeah. very yeah. That's what I mean. Carbs are the... anyone say, oh my God, I I'm struggling with... I'm struggling with... Yeah. In today. <laughs> and it's like, no. Oh my God, I ate all my today? carbs You're by 10 a.m. this morning and now I want to kill everybody because I, I have no you idea. <laughs> you had a piece of bread? You're over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so some good sources. Let's just start off simple. Vegetables good sources. are always a good source. Vegetables? Sure. Problem is trying to get to the record requisite number of carbs in a day of vegetables it's like Good the luck. entire broccoli plant have fun eating that yeah. Yeah. without so any much, ranch because there's only so much s p can do to your <laughs> broccoli before it <laughs> just tastes like green dirt <laughs> but i mean 
crunchy. Vegetables are the uh, one of the two big sources, What's I guess. What's cool about vegetables, and I know I always the throw carbs. vegetables as the first choice because, yes, they're carbs, but they're also kind of free because there's so much fiber. We talked about fiber mm-hmm. earlier in this. There's so much fiber in them, and honestly, to overeat vegetables and gain weight, you're going to feel so miserable. Yeah. I can't yeah. even imagine the level You're gonna, of pain. It's going to be not, that not fun. and the sneaky benefits of like the the, the micronutrients, nutri- yeah, the, nu- the minerals, and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Eighty or more percent of the vitamins and minerals you're going to get are going to come from fruits and vegetables. Everything else, I mean, the stuff you get from the meats and the fats aren't going to compare to what you can get from fruits and vegetables. I mean. That is when we talk about nutrient de- nutrient dense things. That's where they are. And if you want to hit, not take a multivitamin. You want to hit all your vitamins in a day and all the stuff you can get. I mean, that's where you're going to get it. You get more bang for your buck in vegetables. I know mm-hmm. it sounds like we just talked about not being a vegetarian and vegan earlier because it's hard, but at the same time, the amount that you're getting from being on that vegetable side. Amount of carbs. Yeah. Right. You know and. In the and other some like, like it's yeah. really hard for most vegetables unless you're talking about carrots, like sweet potatoes, which that's a whole different category, you know, kind or potatoes. Yeah, yeah it's kind of in the middle. They're your yeah. starches. They're not truly one or the other. But you know, to blow your carbs out eating leafy green vegetables or eating you know non-sugary vegetables, so six salads a day, no yeah. dressing. Fun. And they but you still didn't blow your carbs out for right. the day doing no. that. Yeah. You didn't even get close. Yeah. You know, but you a huge like impacted your daily nutrient and vitamin intake mm-hmm. for the day. But I think too, like there's some of those going into like a little deeper dive, not too much, but like the broccolis and the cauliflowers, the carrots, those are some of the foods that or some of the vegetables that one are obviously very good, but then two um, help you kind of feel fuller as you eat them. I know I feel yeah. like, especially broccoli seems, yeah, for, or cauliflower for me, is one where like I can eat just as much broccoli and feel fine, but if I eat the same amount of cauliflower, I just like feel more full. Well, that's why the celery and peanut butter diet works. It's right. Celery is essentially fiber with water. <laughs> yeah. And then you're throwing fat and protein on top of it, and it's like, holy crap, three of those, I'm full. Full. You know, just some examples, right? Like, you know, I'm not saying use that. I mean, it's not a great diet because you're missing a lot of stuff. But at the same time, that's why you're full. And spinach is another one like that too. You eat a lot of spinach. Is you can get the great equalizer. Honestly, yeah. you can slip spinach into everything, and nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can go now. Starch side. Starch. Well, your potato is the biggest one, I think, to like start. Fruits on the carb side to kind of yeah. touch on briefly. Fruits are really good for you. They're high in nutrients. But you have to be careful with your fruits because they're also high in sugar. Uh-huh. You know, it does. it's a natural sugar. I agree. But at the same time, sugar is sugar at the base mm-hmm. level. And if you overdo it too much, you're going to pay on the carb side for fruits because you're going to get less for the amount of carbs you get out of them. And you're also taking in more sugar as a, like, a byproduct of that. So, yeah, fruits are good, but... Fruits and vegetables aren't a one-for-one exchange. When it says you need five servings of fruits or vegetables, that shouldn't be an or. Or. (laughs) (laughs) 
should be you have four servings of vegetables and you can maybe One slip a fruit in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have a grape. Have an apple. You know, here's three slices, drive on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, I think that's a good point, though. Like, you just say wrap it up quick, though. I don't think it's a one-to-one. -one. No, it's I think a lot of people, like, get confused with vegetable versus fruit versus this. It's I like, ate healthy. Yeah, you did. But the you the, ate the vegetable is more important than the fruit. Yeah. In, in, in a layman's terms, right? Yep. The more vegetable is better than more fruit. You were jumping cool. in on something. What were you going to say? The carb, the starch. Well, he was jumping in on starch. Yeah, I was just going to oh. say, well. The big one is the po in on his pota yeah. potatoes. potatoes. Yeah, sweet That's potatoes. That's the easiest. Russet potatoes, Yukons, yeah. you, know, you name it. I love potatoes. Well, I think it's just a it's a big and carb around here. Like, just it, where oh, we're yeah, from. Welcome to Wisconsin. Right? Like, there's potatoes. This, and French fries. Yeah, there's involved. potatoes and everything. Right. We're not advocating to eat deep fried potatoes all the time. No, but here's the thing. Okay, so one, white potato has been vilified in all over the place. Honestly, both sweet potatoes and white potatoes are both good and bad. You know, and I don't like to say bad. They're not bad. The only reason they're bad is because none of us can keep our ass out of them. You know, it's not that there's anything wrong, inherently wrong with them. Our serving size is one bucket. Right. And that's the problem with it. It's not that, oh, but that was sweet potatoes, so it was healthy. No. You still ate four. You that's still ate a, four sweet potatoes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you don't win there. Right. You know, um, potatoes, white or sweet, there's a very minute difference in their glycemic index. And the glycemic index is the amount of sugar or how it affects your body as a sugar and not as a sugar. And there's not much difference between the two and with potatoes enjoy them but in moderation i feel like they're for their actual serving size like if you're not the wisconsin serving size if that's what we were talking about before right. they're very good at like i think they're very like filling yeah they're they filling fillers for sure like, and it's it's a starch versus a straight sugar so your body does have to spend a lot more time breaking that chain down mm -hmm. to actually make it into a usable sugar. So there is an ener energy expenditure on that. Mm -hmm. um, the problem is, like we keep mentioning, is the Wisconsin or Midwest size serving is a problem. And, I mean, you'd be surprised how little you need of it. Right. You know? And especially if you don't have the skin on it. And the fact that we deep fry the yeah, potato that, before yeah, we eat yeah, it. That just circles back to that oil thing we were just yeah. talking about with yeah. fats. Yeah, and vegetable oil is bad, and I'm going to say it every time someone asks me. Right. <laughs> just because these potatoes don't, don't seem crunchy doesn't mean that their fries don't seem crunchy. You, doesn't you can mean almost it's... go back to the point that McDonald's changed from beef tallow to vegetable oil, and you can track the diabetes and obesity <laughs> epidemics from that point forward, and you can watch it expand tenfold every year after that. So, yeah, it's... Vegetable oil is bad. Sorry if I broke somebody's heart. Um, but the other part of where I was trying to go with the potatoes is most of the benefit you get out of the potatoes besides, like, it is a good starch. We do need starch. It does take energy to break those down, so that's calories you're expending. But the skin on both the um, potatoes, whether it's sweet or not, sweet or white, um, the potassium, the magnesium, the... You know, the minerals you're getting from, yeah, like, the skin on those mm -hmm. is unmatched, honestly. I mean, a banana doesn't even have the same amount of, like, potassium that the skin on a sweet potato has. So eat them like an apple. 
<laughs> if you can a little try. bit of salt, <laughs> a little bit of salt, right a little bit of salt, a few less teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I feel like some of the other yeah we're we're, we we got to kind of wrap this up. We're running longer than we had set ourselves for a time cap. No, I just are think we surprised also, though? No, no, no yeah. I'm not but I also think it's a good spot to stop our this first yeah. nutrition episode. I mean, right? we didn't like, even we talk about three. rice or yeah, anything like that. That's true, but, and that's that's rice is a whole other. 20 minute we can figure that out yeah. another time you but guys we stopped at like you know we started with the where you want to go with your with your journaling you pick an, an in and out calories you know what's your goal um kind of the ways to get there in your macronutrients and what it they all mean foods, yeah what the macronutrients mean some good options for each one of them mm-hmm. uh, moderation is honestly key in everything yeah track no. what you eat yeah that's what you gotta do you have to know what's going in I mean, mm-hmm. I've talked to a thousand, or I don't want to say a thousand, I've probably talked to a hundred people. And in the times I've talked to them, I've got about a 50-50 of, oh my God, I'm blowing my calories out of the water. And they track everything they eat and they find out what their problem was and they weren't eating enough. Enough of anything, much less each of their macros. And then you talk to someone else and they're like, dude, I don't eat anything and I don't know why. And then you find out that it's like, there's so much shit you didn't realize you were eating. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we all have it. We all have it. Mm-hmm. You know, so the first part, and it's no, it's a no judgment zone. I can guarantee you, I've gone through stages of diet that would scare a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Di- the The first step is is really on your, on your journey is to just get that baseline. Yeah. Of where where where, you're where are you? What are you eating? There's no judgment. It's no like, judgment. Where are we at? You don't what even. What can we do? And especially if you're doing this on your own, right? Like, oh, you just record it so that way you know. You don't obviously have to show anyone any of this stuff, but just so you know what's coming in, you can make some adjustments right off the bat, right? You're like, yep. oh, okay, maybe I should just cut it down to two cookies a week instead of <laughs> ten, or whatever, right? You might you see said some serving size was two. No, that's two cookies, not two packages. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I think you can find the outliers right away. Like the extremes, and then from there you can decide where you want to go. And as a parent, I can't tell you the parent tax has gotten me so many times. <laughs> yeah, right. The finisher. You know, uh, all finish. of a sudden the kid walks by and it's like, oh, that's my fry. You know, and you don't think about that stuff until you start looking at how many times you do that, or it's like, I can't let that go to the waste. They're not going to I get it that. from the I'm fiance. No. Yeah. So like, do you want the rest of this? It's like, oh, hell yeah. I'm at that 80%, but you know what? It looks good. (laughs) About to be at 120, but I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a good start where we're at. Yeah, and obviously, like we say every time, if you have questions, ask us. If you want to hear stuff, ask us. We will talk about it. Obviously, you can see we have no problem just talking and rambling about nothing. Lots of rabbit holes. That's not a problem. (laughs) And, yeah, I can take you down any rabbit hole you want to go. (laughs) Hop on on a train. It's a long black train. No, thanks, you guys. We do appreciate you guys. Um, You know, thanks for listening, if you are listening. Um, If you're not listening, well, tell someone. Podcast topics, hit us up. Let us know. Or even just ask, you know, if we pick a topic and you have a question on it, shoot us us the question in the comment section of a post. We can answer it next time. Yeah, the, the messages or something. Shoot us a comment. We can answer it on the podcast. If you're wondering, he didn't have a stroke. He did just put ice in his mouth, and he's trying to talk around it. 
Smoke him. That's a radio no no one oh one and you he just broke the rule. See what it did to the like <laughs> lifeline on the recording. <laughs> edit that one out. <laughs> All right, guys, All right. thanks. We're out of here. Have a great couple of weeks until you hear from us again. Bye bye. <laughs>